we're back with another episode. Joining me today, Nicola Magnolia. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. Let's, yeah, I'm happy uh, to be here. Yeah, awesome. Let's, uh, for starters, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from. All right. Um, well, as you said, my name is Nicola Magnolia. I am a country musician and also a tattoo artist. I live in Port Hope, Ontario. It's a small town and I own a tattoo shop here. Yeah, it's kind of uh, country living. Things are pretty slow and easy here. Mostly just play music and sling tattoos. That's the summation of my small town, small town life here. Yeah. Awesome. And now when did you get into the whole tattoo artist thing? Um, I've been tattooing for, I think I'm going on seven or eight years now. So it's been, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. I've always been an artist. Um, I went to school for art, uh, the university of Ottawa, and then I actually moved to Berlin and was painting professionally. I was represented by a gallery and making art that way. Um, but it was a very, like (laughs) the artist struggle was real. I was so, so poor. And, uh, I kind of decided to get into tattooing to be able to do art and, um, sustain life. So (laughs) it's been about, yeah, I think seven or eight years now that I've been tattooing. Awesome. And I see you have tattoos yourself. What, uh, what are some of your favorites that you have? Oh, I like I like 99% of my tattoos I'm pretty happy with, which I feel like is pretty good. You know, a lot of people got tattooed super young, um, but because I was so immersed in the industry, I ended up getting pretty damn good tattoos. Um, one of my favorites, I do have a magnolia on my hand, which means a lot to me. And um, like I, when I was a kid, I grew up with a really big, beautiful magnolia tree in my backyard. So it's, it's got some sentimental value. And, and when I'm playing, I can see it um, in photos. So I really like that one. It, uh, it means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then how did um, music come into your life? Was it in your household growing up or? Yeah, both my parents are huge music fans. There was a lot of classic rock um, and punk rock in my house. And um, I kind of always played a little bit. I remember when I was 14, going to downtown Toronto and buying like a little Fender Squire and a tiny little amp and just like noodling. And I used to play hole and (laughs) like any kind of pop punk or rock that I could get my hands on. And then um, I actually got into country music later when I was living in Europe, which is super random. But um, I, I went to, I was living in London at the time and I ended up going to this wedding by two country musicians. And in the church, they sang the song, I will um oh, what did they sing they sang a towns van zant song if i needed you and um that was it for me i was in i was like holy hannah this is magic <laughs> and i never looked back so i think uh that was about seven years ago and um i just became totally obsessed with country music and here we are now <laughs> love it love it and uh 
So if someone's never heard your music before, what's the, how would you describe your sound? I would say it has um, an Americana feel to it with um, some old school country vibes. There's a little bit of honky tonk, like this new single that I released today is definitely got some honky tonk vibes to it. Um, and then, uh, my vocal coach says that I have a bluegrass vibrato. So just throw that in there as well. And that's what you've got on the album. Perfect. I love it. And what, uh, let's talk like influences. What are some of your favorite influences in the industry? Oh goodness. That list is so damn long. (laughs) Um, um, there's a lot of Canadian musicians that I look up to like Joni Mitchell, Shania Twain, um, those kind of classic country icons, but um, I also really love Dolly Parton as a writer. I think I really look up to her songwriting capabilities. Um, I love Emmylou Harris. Um, in terms of more modern people, Jamie Wyatt right now is just kicking ass. She's an awesome country singer, got a great voice and great tunes. Morgan Wade also coming up right now and she sounds awesome. Um, and then a lot of Americana like Cody Jinks and Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall, another Canadian. For yeah, sure. I can't shorten that. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure all of us can just keep going. And I know. Like, how much time do we have here? <laughs> yeah. So you be, you said Dolly Parton for songwriting. I was going to ask that. Yeah. You had a specific one for songwriting. What about performing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I love Linda Ronstadt's performing. Um, there's nothing that woman couldn't sing. You know, she just, I feel like, she always put on good shows and the vocal skill level that she has, I really admire. So, yeah. Perfect. And are these all artists that you listen to while driving or do you have other style of music you listen to because you play this country music or. Yeah. It's so funny because you know, the like spot your top Spotify at the end of the year and it came up with all your, it was my music tapes was so eclectic because I mean, I play it at work while I'm tattooing and nobody else is like my employees don't really like country. Right. So I'll put on like a lot of soul. That's like my, um, kind of like middle ground. It's like, I love soul music. So I listen to a lot of Leon bridges and like Lake street drive and, um, Sam Cook, stuff like that, which I think is reflected in the album as well. There's a couple tunes on there that have like a little, a little spice, a little soul spice in there. Perfect. All right. And yeah. being in this, in this industry, what has been kind of the best advice you've been given that you still follow till today? Oh, <laughs> it sounds so obvious, but uh, a friend of mine that I really respect a lot um his name's matt and he we met up and we talked logistics and about the album but then the message that he's always writing home is like just enjoy this he's like just just enjoy this like i know it can be stressful it can be overwhelming um because it's all a learning curve especially that this is my debut album and he's always just like hey are you having a good time he's like hey are you having fun 
And uh, I really appreciate that. I, I like sometimes need to come back and, and uh, follow that sage advice. For sure. And if you had to give someone advice following your footsteps, would you give the same advice or what advice would you give? Yeah, I would definitely try to remind them to enjoy the process. And there's like, it's, it is such a huge process. There's so many different aspects of the music industry that you don't really see. You just kind of see this finished product. Um, but when you're immersed in it, there's all these like little magical moments. And I would just try to tell people like, enjoy and savor all the little magical moments along the journey. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about this single that you just released. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I love country music more than I've ever loved you. Tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us about it and how it all came together. Yeah, so it's it's funny because of the the pandemic. I actually wrote this song in 2018. Um, yeah, and and because I mean, it just took a while for things to come together with recording and releasing. I kind of held back for a bit, so I've been like sitting on this golden egg of a song and I'm so pumped that it's finally out in the world um but the song actually came to me in a dream um which is often how I end up writing I keep a journal next to my bedside table and I often wake up and write down as quickly as I possibly can um the dreams that I've had because a lot of them I'm such a visual person and a lot of them are visual storylines um so what i love about i love country music more than i ever loved you is that i feel like when you hear it you can really picture the scenes of the storyline that's happening and um i just love it when an artist can take you on that journey like on this visual storytelling journey and i think that song is like such a great example of it so um I'm really excited about it. <laughs> and it available on all platforms? Yes, sir. It is on Spotify, iTunes, um, everywhere. Everywhere. Amazon Music, YouTube. There's a music video out today as well that I'm pretty pumped on. Oh, tell us. Uh, that's That was my next question. Tell us a little bit of the <laughs> creative vision behind this music video. Yeah, well, it was it was cool because, like I said, this was a dream. So I visually had it in my mind and was able to try to make that come to life in the music video. So it was so cool to see something that was just an image in my head, like actually come to life. Um, and I just feel so grateful and lucky that I live in this little amazing town, Port Hope, because. I feel like the whole community rallied together to make this music video, you know, like my local bar in town offered to let me film some of it there. I had a friend who lent me his vintage truck and we had extras come in for, for the bar scenes and a friend that acted in the video with me. So it was like such an awesome community effort and to see it come to life was just really satisfying. That's, yeah. that's amazing. I'm I'm shocked you remembered the whole dream. <laughs> As a dream, I'm like, what? I like I remember this little piece of the dream, and then I'm like, something else could happen, and I can't remember it. 
Yeah. My dreams are so visceral. I feel like, um, I'm there. Like, I feel like I'm really there. I feel them. Like I emotionally feel my dream and it, it feels so real to me, but I only have about like a five, 10 minute window to write it down before I start slowly through the day, losing it. Right. And I just think I was lucky enough to write write it down and have my guitar there to start chipping away. Like as soon as I was writing it, I was running to the living room to grab my guitar to start figuring it out. And it just came out like just, I think I wrote that song in like five minutes or something. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy experience, but all right, I so think it worked out. Well, absolutely. You, uh, all right. So you kind of get your, your influence from some dreams when songwriting. Um, yeah. What, what, where else do you get kind of your inspiration when writing? Mostly heartache. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm unlucky in love, and that has been great for writing. Just like it's a constant flow of new material. So <laughs> I think a lot of it is, yeah, heartache or life experiences, which I've had a lot of both. I've lived in like so many different countries and cities and had so many different experiences and relationships that, um, gosh, I think I could write a song every day if I had the time. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> a big song bank of of different ones and I think you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh because they're all really personal, I mean my my journal where I write songs and my journal where I just write to sort things out are it's in the same place. So um they kind of like coincide together and I think um, what I'm most excited about this song and the album is that I think it's really a lot of the songs are really relatable and I'm excited to see, um, just like how it makes people feel. Right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. you're talking about your, your album there. Can yeah. You tell us a little bit or tell us what your favorite song is off the album and why. Oh, Okay. <laughs> you know, they all are like little babies. I like, I told right? <laughs> like that's, that's a harder question than you would think it is. Um, so the album is called Broken Lonesome and uh, it's out February 25th. So it's coming real soon. And um, there's 11 tracks on there. Shoot. This is probably one of my favorite songs. Like I love country music more than I ever loved you. Um, but there's a, there's a song I wrote on there. It's called cookie, cookie? and I cookie. Okay. Yeah. Like the midnight snack. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, it just means so much to me, that song it's, uh, it was a, a nickname for a good friend of mine. Um, mostly cause he was a smart ass. I would call him cookie, like a smart cookie, you know? Um, uh, but I dedicated the album to him. Like he unfortunately passed away a few years back now and uh, he took his own life and um, I wrote it the day I found out. So it's, it's a really raw song for me and um, it meant a lot to me to put it on the album because um, 
I just wanted to have an open conversation about mental health and, uh, I guess I just was hoping if I put it on the album, people who heard it that could relate would feel less alone. Absolutely. So yeah. to me, it means, it means the most to me on the album. And that's, uh, that's unbelievable that you're able to write that the day that you found out. So good, good on you for being strong enough to do that. And <laughs> no, hopefully it sends that message that you're wanting it to send. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, use writing to, to process and to cope. It's like, when I was a kid, it was like the only coping mechanism that I had in my toolbox. So I've always kind of gravitated towards, um, sorting through conflicts in my mind through writing music. And, um, it's funny cause like the, the song cookie, I definitely don't feel the same way now that I did in that moment. Because the moment I wrote it was the moment I found out. And my initial reaction to finding out the news that he had died was I was like mad at him. I was like, how could you be so selfish? You know? Right. Um, and you can feel that in the song. And that's definitely a message that is conveyed in the song. But I think I've come a long way since then and in understanding um, more about the disease he was fighting. And, but, uh, you know, I think it's important to share your raw emotions and, and your feelings about things. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I, I think keeping things bottled up it doesn't help the situation. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Nothing in a bottle helps tell you that. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, um, how did you come up with, how did you decide, decide on the name for the album? Broken Lonesome. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the last it's named after one of the tracks on the album. It was the, the last song I wrote for the album is called Broken Lonesome. And um, there's so much heartache on that damn album. It seemed to encompass, <laughs> encompass the general feel of it. Um <laughs> yeah uh, and the song um we actually it's the only song that we recorded again because um i recorded the album with jimmy Bowskills, who plays in sheepdogs and blue rodeo and he's amazing and he's so good at getting this full band sound with like so much like gritty rock influence and broken lonesome is like such a vulnerable soft sad song and i was like jim like i love you i love everything on the this album but we got to strip this down we got to do this again so we ended up recording that song live just acoustic and put it on the album so i think um it feels like an anchor of the album and it feels like me so that's why i named the album after it Perfect. I mean, it seems like a good fit from what what you've all <laughs> said here today. So that's uh, that's awesome. I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, with the world being crazy and all that stuff, do you have any shows lined up at all? If they're not canceled, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, 
I yeah. would say the same thing. Yeah. So fingers crossed. I'm supposed to be doing a show the night before the release. So February 24th at the Capitol Theater um, with uh, Cultivate Festival, which is like this really cool local festival that gets put on every year. So I'm hoping that things go well and we can still do that. And then hopefully from then on out, we'll just continue to do some album album release shows and keep it going through the summer i hope perfect do you ever come to alberta i have tattooed there (laughs) yeah i I need a tattoo (laughs) but i would love to play there (laughs) you should you should come over here and play i know calgary is a great spot for the country yes oh i mean yeah but so is so is Alberta. Like I, I used to do the convention circuits with tattooing. So like Calgary convention and Edmonton convention, and there was a whole lot of cowboy boots going on in those shows. So I believe it. I feel like it'd be a good place to tour around. I would love to. Yeah, you should. And then I'm gonna get my first tattoo from you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have one yet. I... No. Nope. I. You know, I would like to get one. I just, I literally have no idea what I want to get. <laughs> I've, I've had some ideas in the past. You know, um, I had a canine that I had that was close to me. I was thought about getting something with that, but then mm-hmm. I just didn't. So I'm, you got to do some more living, getting get I, more inspiration. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know what else to do here. You know. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think we should make that a thing if you ever come this way. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, um, I've put a band together here in Port Hope and we're gearing up to do some touring this summer. So I think, uh, we could probably include y'all on the list. Yeah. Totally should. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. Last thing, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, Nicola Magnolia and on Facebook, same thing, Nicola Magnolia. It's pretty much the same across the board, Spotify and iTunes as well. Easy enough. Easy peasy. Perfect. All right, guys, go grab her newest single and uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And hopefully this summer we see you here. Heck yeah. <laughs> all right. And all right. Take care. And yeah. Okay. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care. Yeah. Okay. Bye.